It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the basketball fanatic, Jay Smoove. You guys can find him at Smoove underscore 702. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you a Friday college basketball free play. Smoove and I, we decided to go ahead and jump on, handicap a game. Iowa State and Iowa, and we actually agree on the pick as well. So I'm quite excited to find out what type of information Jay Smoove has, and I have a, a decent amount here. So you guys are going to get a full breakdown of this Iowa-Iowa State game. Right now, Iowa, right around minus 14 at most of the shops. Total sitting at 150. So what we're going to do is I'm going to let Jay Smoove go ahead, start with his handicap, and then uh, I'll jump in and we'll give you guys a full breakdown of this Iowa-Iowa State game. Jay Smoove, how you feeling about this Iowa-Iowa State game? Yeah, Sleepy, for this matchup, I just think Iowa State's in a, in a pretty bad spot here with them being pretty young and having some some grad transfers with some young recruits coming in against an Iowa team that's pretty experienced. And Iowa, um, they, they're pretty impressive. They got off to a really good start. They're a 4-0, and 3-1 against the spread. And that against the spread record is pretty impressive considering that they've been laying about 25 to 28 points, you know, outside of the game that they played last against North Carolina, where there was a four-point favorite and they won by 13. But they was pretty much in control of that game. North Carolina made a couple runs late in the second half, but each time Iowa answered and ended up winning by double digits. But this Iowa team's offense, they're really loaded, and it all starts around Luca Garza. They're a top big man, and he's one of the three to five best college players in college basketball while also being one of the three best players, period. Uh, Right now, he's averaging about 29 points, 10 boards, three blocks, and he has a true shooting percentage, about 69%. He did struggle a little bit against North Carolina. Uh, He shot 6 of 20 from the field, but he impacted the game in other ways, grabbing 14 boards, four blocks. And Iowa showed that they're more than just Luka Garza you have to worry about. They had three guards between Joe Weiskamp, C.J. Frederick, and Jordan Bohannon, uh, they both, all three of them combined for 17 for 30 from the three-point line. So they're loaded. Uh, last year, they was ranked 18th offensively on uh, offensive efficiency. And this year, they improved on top of that, being ranked third through four games. The biggest area they needed to improve was on the defensive end. They ranked 224th in defensive efficiency last year. Um, that climbed all the way to 68th. And in their toughest game so far this week against North Carolina, they forced 18 turnovers. But going back to Iowa State, why this is so much of a bad matchup, like I said, they got a bunch of young guys. And then over the last three years, they had two subpar seasons and uh, and losing seasons. And they also lost their best players to the draft early uh, with Taylor Horton Tucker a couple seasons ago. And this past season, losing Tyrese Halliburton, averaged about 16 points, six rebounds. Iowa State's only played two games so far. They won one of those, but it was against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, it won by 17, which would look decent, but they were a 32-and-a-half point favorite, so not that decent. And on top of that, they lost their last game outright against South Dakota State. I'm not really sure how much of a big win that is for South Dakota State, considering Iowa State's been struggling the last few years, and they've been without their best players. But Iowa State's defense was also worse than Iowa's last year. They ranked 251st on a defensive efficiency. They did slightly improve compared to last year at 111, but it's still bad. And then we talk about the competition they played so far. Not sure how much stock you can put into that improvement at 111. Yeah, Iowa State's just in a really bad spot. 
I think that makes pretty good sense there, Smooth, that the draft picks with Halliburton moving out of there last year is certainly going to hurt their offense. As you mentioned, you know, you end up with with the transfers that are coming in. And to me, you know, it takes time, you know, especially for a college basketball team. Like maybe the NBA, you could figure it out. But in college basketball, it does take time, you know, for teams to go ahead and mesh. And it's one of the, one of the issues that, you know, North Carolina and the Dukes have in Kentucky's where, you know, they have all these players. And then it's like, well, they're all gone in like a year. And then you bring all these new freshmen in and people are like, oh, you know, Duke, they're not they're not all what they're cracked up to be in Kentucky. But as you see, these players kind of play together for a little while. And they're like, yo, you know, these these dudes could ball. And then after a while, it's like, all right, you don't want to play that team, you know, going towards the big dance versus, you know, in the beginning of the year where it took that team, you know, a little bit of time to mesh. You know, we were talking a little bit going back, I would say probably going back maybe just two or three years ago when when they had, you know, a decent run in this Iowa State team. But actually, it's quite surprising to me that this team hasn't reloaded because, you know, they've been on the national stage for a couple of years now. But clearly, you know, these these teams are just going in opposite directions, especially the last few years. Iowa State clearly on the decline. Now, Iowa State, you know, they're going to bring three guys in. And I think that, you know, that there's at least a decent amount of talent there. But as I mentioned, you know, it's going to take time for those guys to mesh. And we've already seen, you know, Iowa State, you know, they're a power five school. They already lost to South Dakota State already this season. So, you know, that's not a good look. And then on the flip side, Iowa, they bring back their entire starting lineup from last year. And the players for the Hawkeyes, you know, they know each other and they trust each other. And we saw that in the North Carolina game, as you had mentioned, you know, that game was it was, it was mostly controlled by Iowa. But there was a part in that second half of the game where North Carolina actually came back and tied the game. And then it was like once Iowa put the clamps down, they realized you know, that they couldn't just go to Garza constantly because, I mean, face it, like UNC, we all know uh, that team is a tough inside team, and they have been year after year after year. They had to rely on somebody else, somebody like Bohannon, who, you know, he played rather well. And Bohannon made things happen, you know, from the outside, from the three-point line. I think that that's going to be, you know, maybe a major issue here in this game for Iowa State. You know, the fact that Iowa can't shoot the three ball. Right now, Iowa State, they're like 233rd in the nation and three-point field goal percentage, that's not going to get it done when you have to play a team like Iowa, who is number 32 in three-point field goal percentage. So there's a large gap there. And the three-point field goal defense for Iowa is 98. Three-point field goal defense for Iowa State, 137. So, you know, if you just take the three-point line to consideration, um, I, I believe that there will be, you know, a, de- a decent gap there. At least, at least that's what I think. And then you move the ball into the inside and you have rebounding. Iowa number 25, Iowa State 286. I mean, if you can't win from the three-point line, and more than likely it looks like you're probably going to end up losing on the inside. And let's remember, we have, what, 300 and I think it's like 357 teams total in college basketball, and only like 300 teams are playing this season. So if Iowa State ranks 286 in rebounding and Iowa's 25, you know, it's, it's, that, that's a real concern, you know, being at Iowa state right now is probably, you know, within like the bottom 20 teams when it comes to rebounding. And I think we will see Garza, you know, make a return, you know, back to his, you know, major impact is, you know, offensive rebounding is probably going to be key here. I think there will be a, a massive gap in second chance points. Iowa ranks number 27 in offensive rebounds, Iowa State number 250. The inside is probably going to be a big factor here for Iowa, the fact that there were one team that could actually control the game with blocks. Iowa ranks number 11, Iowa State number 130. So, 
uh, clearly for me, I think I will probably end up winning the outside and the inside. So if you guys haven't figured it out yet, we're going to go ahead. We're going to play Iowa here minus the 14. Jay Smooth, I'll let you go ahead and wrap up here with your Iowa handicap and other factors that you have uh, supporting the Hawkeyes. Yeah, Sleepy, like you already mentioned, you know, Iowa opened up 12. You know, we're both backing them at 14. Um, I had this line set at 17, so there's still some value up there. So if you can, I grab it now because I think it's going to just continue to keep climbing as it gets closer to game time. Just a couple more factors in Iowa's favor. You know, they're winning games so far this year by at least 27 points. And their toughest game against North Carolina, like I mentioned, with Luke Garza, their best player, struggling. They still won by 13 and covered that spread by nine points. And these two teams played last year when uh, Tyrese Halliburton was playing for Iowa State back in Iowa State. And Iowa went up there and won by 16 when Iowa State had a first-round lottery pick on the floor. So Iowa State is in a bad spot. And their best player, projected best player for B this year, Rasir Bolton, he played in that game also. But he struggled mightily going 2 of 10 from the floor. Six points, and he played 30 minutes. So uh, another strong play could be Iowa first half. You catch it probably around nine, nine and a half. Iowa's got a strong first half point differential at plus 52, but they also have a strong second half point differential at plus 39. So um, I think we're all over Iowa for this one. You know, another thing I was thinking about, Smooth, is the fact that Iowa State, you know, that they've been inactive. It's been nine days now since they played a game, and their last game was against DePaul. And that game was canceled. And Iowa State, they have a player in Jalen Coleman Lands, who actually is one of the transfers that we were talking about. He came from DePaul. So you would imagine that, you know, the Cyclones were probably excited to go into that game, especially Coleman Lands. And the fact that he didn't get a chance to go ahead and play against his old team that, you know, he ended up transferring away from. I think that he might be a little bit deflated. And I don't like the, the inactivity, you know, especially for a team that, that, as I mentioned, you know, they haven't been able to mesh and they've been off for, for nine days now. And I think, you know, Iowa State more than anything, they're going to need to have at least a rock solid defense to slow down Iowa. I think Iowa's like number three in the nation right now in scoring offense. And Iowa State, they, sim- they simply just don't have the defense. They rank 115 in the nation in defense. And this is going to be a true road game for Iowa State now. They've been playing at home. I think the schedule actually smooth is a little bit interesting here. If you look at the start time for this game, it starts at 9 p.m. So that's actually a late start. And late starts for teams who have to go and play on the road, uh, it typically hurts them. And they're going to end up with like a a two-and-a-half-hour bus ride going from Ames over to Iowa City. And when you generally see, you know, a team kind of schedule a rivalry game later than normal, it just lets you know that more than likely Iowa's probably going to be chilling and napping why Iowa State's going through their day, getting on the road, and then getting ready to go play a game where, as I mentioned, it's been nine days of inactivity. And I think maybe, you know, we get one of those transfers and Jalen Coleman lands maybe a little bit flat here. I think the 14 probably goes up, as you had said. So I'm with you on this one. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to back Iowa at you now. We'll go ahead and we'll drop that at minus 14. That'll be our free play for this one, guys. Big thanks to Jay Smooth for jumping on the podcast. We'll go ahead and give you guys Iowa minus the 14 against Iowa State for your Friday night college basketball free play. As always, you guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. And you can get Jay Smoove at Smoove underscore 702 on Twitter as well. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games. <laughs>